who's got the most annoying fan base in the National Hockey League. The two finalists were, not surprisingly, Montreal and Toronto. I have no argument on that. And running away on Twitter with 79% of the vote is the Toronto Maple Leafs, the most annoying fan base in the National Hockey League. I'd vote for them, and I'm surrounded by them. Montreal Canadiens fans are annoying, but they know it, and they don't care. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. And uh, it's another beautiful day because we're alive and we're talking sports for the next few hours. And I'm pretty excited about the guest list today. Every day it's awesome that our good friend Chris Jones is going to be joining us, the head coach and general manager of the Edmonton Elks. That's coming up in hour one, so you're not going to want to be missing that. And coming up in hour two, TSN Ottawa's Sean Simpson. TSN Ottawa radio uh, analyst, former NHL goaltender and front office attendant, Sean Simpson. Simpson's going to be with us on the program today on, on an interesting day. Before we bring in the moose, I, I noticed this. Uh, our poll question today has to do with the Edmonton Oilers, who lost again last night. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. The poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today is, will slash should the Edmonton Oilers make a coaching change this week. And I just, it caught my eye, Moose, at, right off the start here. Jeff Kozak, who's one of our longtime P1s. Love me some Jeff Kozak. He just wrote in and he said, why does it always have to be the coach? Why can't they make the roster better? And the answer to that is, you can't fire 20 players, but you can fire one coach. So I think that we're actually going to be delving, we're going to be diving headfirst into the orders saga here for a lot of today's program. It's going to be kind of, hey, what do they say? Edmonton's our number two city for viewership, right? We got Chris Jones, Oilers Talk, Bob Gironco. We were tailor-made for the city of champions today. Bob it is. Gironco. It is Edmonton Sports Talk today. So how great is that? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a real good show. Let's hear from you, Edmonton. We want to hear from you throughout the program and specifically now. So those are the guests. You see the Moose is there. He's on Coffee Row in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And uh, I remain here in beautiful and sunny South Florida. And as it turns out, I'm going to be staying here a little while longer than I'd planned. Uh, by the way, I've been on the phone with WestJet for now officially over two hours now. Still going, Darren. And um, try to manage this doing the show now and being on hold with WestJet. It's a talent. Can we hit the quick six show horn? <laughs> if you got to go, you got to go. We'll take it from here. I know, right? I know. But as I've been reminded umpteen times, to use another of my mother's terms, umpteen. I don't even know what that means. It just seems like a lot. I've been reminded umpteen times today while on hold with WestJet that... Our staff are expected to be friendly, courteous, and kind. We would ask the same from you people. I'm paraphrasing. That's my term. <laughs> yeah, that's my term, not theirs, but you get the point. Trying to be patient. I got to change the flight coming back to Canada. And over the next few days, we'll tell the viewers why. Anyways, quick six show topics. I mentioned that there would be a lot of Oilers talk here throughout the uh, two hours of the program today. Uh, Ilya Mikhaev scored on a third period goal on the power play as the Toronto Maple Leafs keep more misery on the undermanned Edmonton Oilers on Wednesday night. 4-2 at Scotiabank Arena. Johnny Tavares and TJ Brody also scored for Toronto. Did you see that Sean McCormick, our good friend, the big boss man down there at uh, 
Game Plus TV in Toronto is wearing his Johnny Tavares jersey to work today. Isn't that something? Isn't that cute? Did you see that, Moose? I didn't see it, but I'm not surprised. Big Leaf fan, uh, Sean is. I'm surprised I didn't get a text from him uh, last night during or after that game. Go check out his social media, Sean McCormick, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Somewhere along the way, I saw it. He's wearing his Leafs Tavares jersey to work today. Not his jammies, but his Tavares jersey. Okay. Neon Leon and Brendan Perlini replied for Edmonton, who got 29 saves from Mike Smith. Edmonton was, of course, minus captain Connor McDavid, follow center Derek Ryan, and defenseman Tyson Berry after all three were added to the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. The Leafs, meanwhile, had Austin Matthews in the lineup following a COVID-19 scare that kept him out of practice Monday and Tuesday. Now, Mike Smith made just his sixth start of the season, which saw him, uh, what did he sit out here? Well, two months he was out in in all, which included Monday's uh, loss 4-1 to the Rangers that saw under fire head coach Dave Tippett criticize fellow goalie Miko Koskinen's performance. Look, there was another game last night, and we'll get to that in a minute, but it is ostensibly Canada's daytime sports talk show. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm seeing the memes going around here. Uh, they've now lost 11 of 13. I saw, listen, I was in bed before 7 o'clock last night. I was asleep by 7 last night, Darren, because I'm not feeling very well. So I didn't watch any of it. But I did watch SportsCenter. Listen, I slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and I watched SportsCenter three times today. So I feel very confident in talking about this. Four minutes into the game, Mike Smith lets in another terrible goal, and the orders are down one nothing early. And come on, we know enough about the game that for, frankly, the offensively challenged Oilers, whether your name's Connor or Leon, if you're not named Connor or Leon, you're generally not scoring. If you let in one bad goal, you got to score two to get it back. And you're going into, into to Toronto? That's the one thing with the Oilers, that they've allowed so many easy goals that when it's so, it's so hard to score to begin with. So anyways, with that poll question, should slash will the Oilers make a coaching change this week? I just think... My vote is no, but I'm far past arguing with people that it should happen because there's a growing noise, Darren, that, hey, it worked for the Flames. Look where they are. And I guess my soliloquy and monologue, and I'll wrap it up here, is saying they shouldn't fire Dave Tippett. They've had too much of a revolving door. They're a good enough team. Now, if you can address goaltending at the trade deadline here and get <coughs> Braden <coughs> Holtby, They'll be fine. Or stick with what you have because they signed Mike Smith as a free agent to a two-year deal. It's their own fault. If this thing goes south, then they probably should have the house cleaned. But don't tinker with it now. You're too late. You're in it too far. Go with what you have. What do you think? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough position for the Oilers to be in. I mean, a coaching change might be, you know, the new voice in the room that might get them back to where they need to be. But we saw how good they were at the beginning of the year. Dave Tippett can take the, the group that he has and get them playing well. He's already done that, and he's done that this year. It's not like, you know, that was three seasons ago and, you know, you've lost your yeah. voice. It hasn't really changed in a couple of months. I can't imagine. But I watched the game last night. I watched it closely. Didn't think Edmonton played bad. I thought they played pretty good without their captain. Those were two tough goals on, on Mike Smith. You just hate to see those two first two of the Leafs go in like that. Um, and then you're just off to a bad start. But you know what? Edmonton battled. They were tied after the first period. You know, all things they needed to do because we know they haven't won when they've been trailing, but they were tied. 
which is good. They needed to get back there, so they battled. But there's a difference between the Oilers teams that I saw at the beginning of the year and the Oilers teams you see now. At the beginning of the year, you just expected them to score goals and you expected them to win. And you were hoping that they hit the post or that you blocked a shot or that you happened to score. Last night, I really wasn't afraid watching that game. I wasn't feeling that sense of, oh boy, if we don't get this, the Oilers are going to come back and score. That dominance, that threat, that, that you know, confidence, the swagger when you know you're better than the opposition. That's gone right now in Edmonton. That's the biggest thing I noticed last night. Nice analysis from you. Why would you be worried about the Edmonton owners specifically now? Anyways, Chris Jarl is watching in Calgary. I don't believe he's won on the Taco Time comment of the week contest that we run, but hey. I think we got a new leader. Early on, right out of the shoot, Chris Charles watching on Game Plus TV. He's in Surrey, BC. He says the orders are like a stuffed taco time burrito. And their goaltending's like they only have one napkin. Tons of stuff oozing out. It's delicious, but you have cheese sauce on your face. What do you think? <laughs> it's like sing it's like going to the bathroom with Single ply toilet paper, right? You got one napkin with the burrito. I like it. His leading, Chris Charles leading. Uh, rack him, Clark, if you don't mind. Rack him. Because Clark has access to this text line too. Way to go, Chris in Surrey, BC. And he is he is not one. It was Sean in Vancouver that won earlier this season on uh, the Taco Time comment of the week. But I like it. This is what the orders are right now. They're actually the guy or gal. Walking out of the to- out of the bathroom with toilet paper stuck in their heel of their shoe. That's who they are. Yeah. So, as I'll say again, I don't think they should make a coaching change, but I'm at least willing now to listen to it. Is Daryl Cates? That's the question. Because I don't think Ken Holland wants to fire anybody. So, anyways, that's a lot of our talk on the Edmonton Orders. And by the way, Clark, do you have a sample size of vote on YouTube on this? Should slash will the orders make a coaching change? Because the last I saw on Twitter, it was what is it? Well, 76% saying no. 76% agree with me. Speaking of polls, by the way, did you watch Sunday night football by chance, the Vikings and the Packers? Yeah. You did? Did you see uh, Tony Dungy on there because they had a, they had America's vote. Who's going to win this game? And it was 79% said that the Packers were going to win the game. And they asked Tony Dungy for his prediction on the game. And he's like, I'm trying to figure out who the 21% are that are saying the Vikings are going to win this thing. That was hilarious. Tony Dungy is so great on there. Anyways. Well, he is. He's yeah, really go ahead. Good. And it's like, who is voting for the Vikings? Like a Sean Mannion, who's never, you know, their backup quarterback. You don't even have Kirk Cousins. So you're not that confident with anyways. As a Vikings fan, how much more confident are you in the backup? And then it's obviously the big, bad Green Bay Packers. That was pretty funny by, by Dungy. I remember that. Who's voting for the Vikings are Peter Labardius, Kelly Rempel, Georgie Nitsos, Arash Madani. Like, there's a lot of these emotionally damaged Minnesota football fans. There are. Oh, yeah. Um, so moving on, the Pittsburgh Penguins have been the NHL's hottest team. How about that? For the better part of a month, they struggled early against the St. Louis Blues. 
And then Sidney Crosby took over. Crosby and Evan Rodriguez scored 12 seconds apart in the third, and the Penguins rallied for a 5-3 win over the St. Louis Blues on Wednesday night. Brian Russ scored twice, and Brock McGinn also had a goal to help the Pens win their ninth in a row, their longest since winning 15 in a row back in March of 2013. It's the longest active streak in the NHL this year. So that's what happened in the show last night. News this morning, the Providence Bruins announced today that the team has signed goalie Tuka Rask to a professional tryout agreement. Rask is expected to start in net for the Providence Bruins on Friday, January 7th, as the team takes on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at the Dunkin' Donuts Center at 7.05 p.m. What do you think they serve at the concession there, Moose? <laughs> Be delicious. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't even think they call it Dunkin' Donuts anymore. I think it's just Dunkin', but they still call the rink the same thing. Uh, Anyways, uh, we want to hear from the order fans, and I'll say it again. I don't think that they should make a coaching change because I think Dave Tippett is a tremendous coach. He had success in Dallas. He had success in Arizona. But I'm willing to at least say, hey, you've lost 11 of 13. How about Neon Leon after the game saying nobody's quitting on anybody? We're not quitting on each other. Dave Tippett pointing the finger at Miko Koskinen after the New York game Monday night was something. It was something. That's not Dave Tippett's way, by the way. I don't know why I'm so hooked on this order thing, but I just am. And here's the thing. He was bad. So you see Koskinen come out in the Finnish newspaper and say, hey, we scored six goals the last seven games. I can't score goals. Like, this is what I would say with Tippett saying that. Miko, is it true? Were they bad goals? Because they were terrible goals. Do you see what I'm saying? Though? Unless you can address your goaltending situation now, I think they should stay with what they have. And if they do another face plant, which let's be honest, they did last year in the playoffs, then then maybe in the offseason, you know, you're, you're scrapping it all over again. But, but can I also tell you that they're only two points behind the Calgary Flames, Darren? Anybody aware of that? This is why you got out to such a great start. You gave yourself a head start so that you could deal with situations like this. It's a matter of now, how long can you handle it, right? When, when times go bad, how long can you handle it? Now, the Koskinen thing is interesting because there's a couple ways to think about this. It's from a motivating point of view, from a coaching point of view, and from a leadership point of view. We have to be okay just not looking at everything black and white. He might have been going to Miko Koskinen and saying, Look at now, obviously, he didn't have the private conversation because Miko went into the Finnish newspaper, but he could have blasted Miko on in the in the media to give the other guys a break and say, look at guys, just keep doing what you're doing. Be patient. It's fine. I'm going to blame the goalie right now. So it's not your fault. You guys are cool out of the crosshair. So they feel better. They can go about their business. Right. But you would think he would talk to Miko and have that conversation. But it's all about trying to keep your guys in the right frame of mind so that they can come out and play at their best, what buttons to push, what strings to pull. And sometimes as a coach, you push and pull the wrong ones. People think it's so easy. And I just think that, yeah, and I, and I just think that if the orders, when they turn this around, because they are good enough, Zach Hyman, Cody Cece, Duncan Keith, they, I believe they're good enough to turn this around. This is not dissimilar to the Jets swoon they were on going into the playoffs last year. What they lose? Nine of ten? Seven in a row? Yeah. And they turned it around. I mean, what a story it would be if the Oilers could turn it around because every nobody keeps the pedal to the metal for 82 games. They don't. 
But it just when you see Dave Tippett losing his cool, you start to think, mm, something's not right there. By the way, Jim Wagner writes in from Balgoni, and he says, uh, morning, RP crew. Chilly out there today, but let's not burrito around the bush. Some taco time salsa will warm you up from the inside out. Thanks, guys. Spicy. That's not bad, but I'm still, I still like the guy in uh, Chris Jarl in Surrey, BC, that says the orders are like a stuffed taco time burrito. And they only got one napkin. Anyways, some of the other things that I have on my topic list here, because we do have to break in the warm up. AB breaks his silence. We got to get into that. Antonio Brown finally says why he snapped in New York on Sunday. Uh, the Raptors won last night. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. Uh, they're playing a they're playing a bubble with the Scotties. How about that? Talk to my friends down there in Assiniboia, and uh, kudos to them for getting it underway. And Anthony Calvillo has rejoined the Montreal Alouettes coaching staff. So a lot to get to. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show. This has been the warm up on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com/slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.